something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Kat Wonders, and I had to take two big breaths in between saying that because I just ran up the stairs for the 14th time. So my studio is upstairs. It is 99,000 degrees up here, <laughs> Celsius. And I forgot my USB port. Um, I forgot a straw. And then um, I also went down to grab the charging cord for my laptop. And I think that I have everything, <laughs> but we'll find out. So it is hot here in Canada, in the Rocky Mountains, 30 plus degrees. And uh, I got my nails done yesterday. Check out how cute these are. So I always have like a French tip. I find that they're, they grow out nicely. They, they're kind of elongating, they go with everything. So I thought it's summertime. I'm gonna do something crazy. So I got little um, aqua blue tips. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you should watch the video version just to see my nails. <laughs> um, also, I used a new curling iron and I tried a new technique on my hair, which really didn't do anything. I used a professional salon grade curling iron. And I'm thinking that I maybe the curling iron, the curling iron I've been using is, um, is just doesn't get hot enough. This one definitely got hot, but it really didn't make a difference. And I I know it's because I need to start using hair products. <laughs> so I just wash my hair, let it air dry. I don't really put anything on my hair, I just curl it. Um, and I don't use hairspray because hairspray has never worked for me. So I need to start putting in some sort of mousse after my showers, like so that I have some texture. But mousse has always scared me because I don't know, just in my mind, I remember high school and like all the high school boys spiking their hair up with like gel and mousse. Um, but I do know that there are alternatives. Uh, I mean, better options these days. So maybe I should give them a shot. I just finished filming my weekly video and this is what I wore. Um, the bottoms are very micro. This is actually micro top. You can kind of adjust it so it's not super micro. That's the beauty of micro bikinis. You can kind of get away with them in public if they're the right style. This is a BNR, I think, micro, um, which is a really great brand. And then uh, SNS is another great micro bikini brand. If you're in the market for micro bikinis, it's not sponsored, but just saying, if you're looking for a good one, that's the place to go. So I skipped last week uh, because literally I took on way, way, way too much. And there's just been some things going on in my personal life and personal friend groups, things that have just created a bit of chaos <laughs> and um, I just couldn't pull it off and I felt really bad about it and I just one of my friends was like just don't worry about it nobody's gonna care that much and I know that you guys look forward to my podcasts and some of you like make a day out of it waiting for it and so I apologize to you but it's just sort of things just didn't connect the way that I needed them to and that's what happened but I'm back and also in my weekly video I cut this because <laughs> this was actually like this. And so it was terrible. So I cut it. So now it's falling apart. That's what's going on. Let me turn the volume off here. Anyway, so <laughs> I went to Arizona and this is part, this part of the whole chaos. Um, I went to Arizona for five days or what was supposed to be five days uh, for my beautiful cousin's bachelorette party. Now I've been to Arizona before, but when I was in Arizona, I was there in January. Uh, so it never really got above 22, 23 degrees out Celsius. Um, and it was beautiful. I loved it. And I was like, I will definitely come back here. So when I found out her bachelorette was being held in Arizona, I um, was like, woo, that's awesome. But it's July. <laughs> what the hell is the weather going to be like in the desert? So I did some research and it gets hot. 47 degrees. I just can't really wrap my mind around that kind of temperature. I do know that Arizona is dry as it's the desert, which does make a difference. I know, but I've experienced like 45, 47 degrees here in Canada last summer. And it was insane. And I was thinking that like for, for some reason I was like correlating the like Canadian summer with Arizona summer. Um, that was definitely not the case. Arizona was a lot drier and a lot more tolerable. And I find that like when you're not sweating to death, you're okay. Everywhere is air conditioning and there's like always a relief somewhere. I mean, that, that whole city is designed around keeping people cool. So um, there was that. So long story short, so we were supposed to arrive on the 29th and stay till the 4th. 
I understand that this is like a long weekend in the States and in Canada. So it was a little risky to book this trip just because I knew how busy it was. And I had also heard some things about flights being canceled. But me being who I am and have never experienced a flight cancellation in my life, neither has my sister and she's traveled a lot more than me. We show up to the Delta desk at the Calgary airport and there's nobody there. And we're three hours early. So we're thinking, okay, we're a bit too early, maybe two and a half, two hours, they'll be here to start checking us in. Two hours before our flight, no one's at the Delta desk. <laughs> so except for a guy who has to rebook his flight because he missed the first one. So he goes, oh, I went over to the WestJet desk and um, they might be able to tell you what to do. So I walked over there, they're like, oh yeah, okay. Um, okay, so uh, yep, it, your Delta flight is actually a WestJet flight. So we're like, okay. She found our names on the flight. So she goes, go over there to that desk in that line and then uh, check in over there. So we get in line, we wait, we get to the front desk and the uh, the woman helping us is like, yeah, no, you're uh, um, Delta flight, yeah, it switched to WestJet and unfortunately you're, this flight has been canceled. And so we're like, oh shoot, okay. I was waiting for her to be like, but we've got you guys uh, scheduled on this flight or wait for instructions. She's like, sorry, it's been canceled. And she's like, <laughs> I said, oh, okay. So like, what should we do? What do we need to do here to get to our destination? You know, we have rooms booked over there and like, you know, we have plans. She goes, um, well, there's a desk. If you go like walk down that way, go to the WestJet desk just over there and they'll be able to tell you what you need to do. So luckily I asked again exactly where to go because it's a pretty, it's a, it's a decently sized airport. It's not huge, but it's not small. And she said, um, yeah, you got to walk all the way down to um, desk number five or something. And we were at like 36. So I was like, oh shit. So <laughs> good thing I asked because I would have been looking around every corner for some WestJet help desk. So we walk down to the end, find where we need to be, get in line, and everybody who's standing in line, uh, which was a decently sized line, had had their flights canceled. And I assumed it was all from our flight. But then it turns out I was hearing this person talk and this person was going to Abbotsford, this person was going to Denver. Like there were so many different flights that were canceled and I was like, oh shoot. So in my heart of hearts and being in Canada and never having had really any trouble with flights or finding where I need to go or what, what I need to do. I was overly confident. So I went to the desk and we explained to them what the situation was. And um, WestJet said, okay, well, we have a flight available now um, leaving the Calgary airport at 6 a.m. on July 1st. Uh, oh, actually, that flight is now sold out. I'm now next flight available on July 2nd. And this is like, I'm sweating because we have every single day planned out, okay? And with everyone, there was like 15 of us on this bachelorette trip. It was all, every day was themed, planned. We had outfits for every day. And it was just like, we cannot show up on the last days. It just doesn't even make sense. And that's all the help that they offered was just like, and it was like going, going, gone. One flight after the other. Uh, and then, so we were getting nervous and I said, okay, I'm going to try to see if there's another airline that we can fly to Phoenix with instead of WestJet or Delta or whatever. So I go to the Air Canada desk, wait in line for a little bit and I find out I'm in the wrong spot. The guy, one of the guys said, oh, you got to go to those computers over there and call the 1-800 number and get a hold of Air Canada. And I'm like, you work here. Like you can't just look on your computer and find flight. Like it does not work that way there. Like that is the old way <laughs> back in the good old days and you can walk into an airport and book a flight. That doesn't happen anymore. So I walk over with my sister to these, this like computer and there's a phone you pick up and you push a number and it automatically dials an Air Canada number so you can talk to an Air Canada agent. Do, 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 do. Thank you for calling Air Canada. Pour français, appuyez le deux. Which means in French, if you'd like to talk to a French agent, then push two. So I just stay on the line. And of course there's delay. There's like a 10 second delay between everything they're saying. And I'm sweating because I'm like, flights are selling out. We got to get home. And stupidly, I'm thinking I'm going to like talk to somebody directly because I'm at the Air Canada desk or something. That was not the case. Then it's like, oh, you are number 67 in wait line. Waiting times exceed one hour. And I'm thinking, okay, I could do this way faster online. Like, so I, ha no, actually I stayed, I kept it on speakerphone, kept the um, phone so I could hear if somebody just so happened to pick up because that does happen from time to time. 
So I say to my sister, I'm like, okay, we need to book these flights like right away. And I don't care what airline it's with. We're on the phone and we happen to find a couple flights for the following morning. So this is the, the morning of the 30th at 6.30 a.m. And we would arrive in Phoenix at 12, like noon. So I thought, okay, perfect. It's shitty to get up at three, two in the morning to have to take this flight, but whatever, we have to get there. Like it's, we have to get there. So, so we're looking and um, we see that there's this, these flights available. She starts trying to book it through her phone as I'm on the line with Delta while I'm also on the line with Air Canada. They're screaming kids like airport announcements and shit happening. And I'm, I am trying to stay chill. Luckily, when we arrived at the airport, we had mimosas <laughs> before all this is happening. <laughs> because I was like, I literally, it was very, it was very close for me. The amount of stress sweat that I had happening was insane. But my sister's on it. I'm on it. We're doing our best. She gets to the point where she's trying to book these flights, but it doesn't go through because what's happening is Delta knows what's going on or someone does over there. Or maybe it's just like an algorithm that they know when people are like feverishly looking for certain flights, they like up the price. So they kept upping the price as she was looking for the same tickets on the same day on the same times, but it, she kept refreshing it and it was going up like $200 per person every... So anyway, ridiculously... Long story short, I know it's a long story. I happen to, because she has a Samsung, listen, I'm an iPhone person and her Samsung was jamming up and whatever was going on, I was like, okay, let me just do it with my phone. Um, so then I finally found the tickets, put in my information, her information, did all like passport numbers and shit freezes. Same thing happens to my phone. So we're, and I'm like, they're upping the prices again. So we refresh it, do it again really quickly before they can up the prices again. Finally goes through. We book one way flights to Phoenix for $1,000 each on top of like what I've already paid. But I was like, at this point, F it. I'm just gonna book it. And then luckily, just after we booked, a Delta agent picked up. I explained to her the situation. And I also explained that I just had to rebook flights to get there for $2,000. And she was actually super helpful. I was really pissed at Delta when I showed up and there was nobody at the desk. Like, that's really stupid. Not even one person to be like, your flight's been canceled. <laughs> this is what you need to do. They just decided, oh, the flight's canceled. We quit. <laughs> We're not gonna we're not gonna do anything about this. So anyway, she was very, very nice and proceeded to refund the money to my account um, and then also explained to me that we can also, actually my sister brought up the fact that I could um, get compensation for our hotel room that night and whatever. Cause for cancel flights there, there's a lot of compensation that airlines have to give you for canceling your flight. A delayed flight's different or um, a transferred flight, but a canceled flight where you're left high and dry, they compensate you for your meals, your accommodation, all that stuff. So anyway, she was really nice, got it all worked out. And she's like, well, you made the right decision by booking that flight next tomorrow morning because those are all sold out now. And tell, I'm telling you, that flight was packed. Like we didn't get to sit together. We had to sit all the way across the plane the last remaining two flights. So we just got in by the skin of our teeth. We had to fly to Minneapolis which is kind of like totally out of the way. <laughs> you go way over here, the way over there. But we got to Phoenix on time um, at 12.15 and we were able to take an Uber to our hotel, get checked in, get to the Airbnb right as the bride was arriving so we could surprise her with um, all the decorations and things like that. So, cause that was a lot of fun. So this was like a huge introduction and I really should have been drinking some. <laughs> So why don't we pause it right there and I'm going to make our gorgeous concoctail that I am excited for because this is actually, so this is not a recipe I found online. This is all from my hard-earned brain cells. <laughs> um, and we're just going to go for it. So yesterday I got some new accessories for my cocktails. And because I was just in Arizona, how appropriate is this little cactus cocktail stirrer. And then I just had to throw in this little, this cute little flamingo and my straw and this sort of opalescent gorgeous glass. Now, these are the ingredients. Tussock Jumper Prosecco Rosé. I had a little bit of this last night and it's delicious. It is very dry. I like dry champagnes, this is Prosecco. Dry Proseccos, dry champagnes, I really like. So this being a rosé, I was hesitant to try it because sometimes rosés can be a bit sweeter, but no, this Tussock Jumper Prosecco is gorgeous. It is a brute 
and it is from France, I guess. Tussock jumper? Is that a French word? <laughs> Tussock jumper. <laughs> I've got some watermelon vodka. Okay, bear with me. And some frozen watermelon as little ice cubes. So watermelon, of course, is 99.9% .9 water. <laughs> and they definitely freeze as hard as ice cubes. Not as hard, but close. So what I wanna do is I wanna put some of this frozen watermelon in the bottom, add some watermelon vodka, and then top it off with some of this dry brut rosé prosecco. Prosecco brut. Brut prosecco. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. So. And I appreciate that these little chunks of watermelon are little. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if they would be large. I kind of feel in the bag, but I'm like, are they broken? But I like how it's these little, little cubes. Okay, let's try that. Then I'm gonna add my watermelon vodka. And it does smell, it smells like watermelon bubble gum. So about an ounce, if that was an ounce, an ounce-ish. I don't wanna to go too crazy with this because there's also alcohol uh, in this. Mm. And this almost has notes of that in there. There's notes of pear, apple, citrus, um, and you could pair it with white meat, fish, or an apéritif. And let's go, this is gonna really blow up with fizz, but that's just the name of the game here. Anytime you add any sugar to carbonation, it seems to be very bubbly. Ooh, it already looks so pretty. The rosé has definitely got a nice pink hue to it. Okay, oh. All right. So I've never put vodka into a Prosecco. I'm just gonna give it a little stir. I should probably use the actual stir stick. Not that it matters. And check it out. What am I gonna call this? So watermelon and Prosecco. Hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. It's, it's boozy and bougie. It's a bougie boozy type of cocktail. I think it just needs a bit of like simple syrup or something, something a bit sweet. The watermelon and the flavor of the of the um, champagne is an interesting combination and I don't hate it. I don't absolutely love it. I'm gonna be totally honest here, but it is still refreshing. And you know what, it might grow on me. I was thinking about putting citrus in here like lemon or something, but actually every sip that I take Every sip I take, every... That's all I was trying to think of something that rhymes. I'm usually good at this. Let me try that again. Every sip I take, um, every skill I fake. That's all I got, you guys. I can't pretend like I'm a mixologist. That's where I was going with that. Well, here we go. We got our little boozy uh, cocktail. I feel like I can already feel it, but I also have a very empty stomach, so this could get crazy, woo! All right, so where did I leave off? First day in Arizona, um, which should have been our second truly, but whatever, we got there on time because we were going one day earlier than everyone else, so we thought, but then it turns out they all went like two, three days early too. Um, so, but the days that mattered, we were there. So the first day uh, we played some games. So we, my sister and I stayed at a hotel rather than in the Airbnb that was rented for all the girls. Just because like no other reason besides bathrooms. <laughs> I, and it was such a cute Airbnb. There were tons of bedrooms. And I think there were three bathrooms, um, but I just was maybe a little pulling like a bit of a diva move by renting, um, just renting hotel, renting a hotel room uh, for my sister and I, just because the one that I originally um, reserved from the Hotel Valley Ho, which is where I st where we stayed, it was so, such a great hotel. I love that hotel. Um, 
we were supposed to have two bathrooms so my sister and I could have our own bathrooms in our hotel room. Whatever, not a big deal. We've shared a bathroom our whole lives, so it's not the end of the world. But um, so we weren't staying at this Airbnb, which I was a little bit choked because it was such a cute Airbnb. The design, the aesthetic, it has a pool in the backyard, a hot tub. Um, it was just really well set up and like super, super cute. So uh, great for photos. Aesthetically, we had a photo shoot uh, with a professional photographer. Oops, what's going on here? Um, so anyway, yeah, the first day was great. Uh, I think uh, my cousins were supposed to sort of uh, create some sort of dish for dinner, which never happened because we just were lit by... <laughs> by five o'clock nobody was gonna cook anything um so we just ordered pizza which was great and had a really really fun first day and then the next day so day two uh and it was we had an itinerary like everything was planned out my cousin planned my cousin's bachelorette so and and i mean my cousin and her best friend so <laughs> anyway it was just so well done and i was like this is just the amount of effort that has gone into this weekend was, it was above and beyond. And so anyway, the second day was disco themed. So everybody had to dress up in a disco themed outfit, but not cheesy disco, like not Halloween costume disco, because we were all going to go out, take a limo to dinner, which was sort of a fancier place to eat. So not like real literal disco but so growing up my cousins my sister and myself our moms were in a band um so two of my aunts and my mom and my dad and also uh, my cousin's dad uh were in a band for 10 years they traveled all over they even went to japan and but they were in the disco era and their outfits were like next level and they were performers right so it was like very literal 70s outfits so we have like memories of watch like seeing photos and videos of our moms on stage in these disco outfits. so like it was almost like recreating our family history <laughs> recreating our mom's um 70s looks and i'm telling you it was so much fun everybody looked incredible and uh we had a, a photographer come and take professional photos of all of us like in groups individually and then walking down the street and it was just so so much fun and I was like oh thank god we have a photographer like we did put a lot of effort into like looking 70s glam and uh I was more like a 70s disco some people went a little bit more hippie um but it was just so much fun and then uh, we went for dinner and so <laughs> so they rented a a limo basically like everybody was getting in it was fine we were all gonna go for dinner in this limo but we had an hour in the limo before like to drive around the city before we went for dinner fun so we start piling into the limo and their maximum capacity is 12 which was fine would have worked great so we're in there and the limo has the limo the limo driver told us sorry my thing's falling apart <laughs> said you guys have to wait a little bit like we, I'm gonna let the limo cool down a bit um, before you guys get in so the limo driver was sitting there for 10 minutes to try to cool it down so if you think about it it's black it's a black limo in 47 degree heat and it's a large cavity to try to um, air condition it's not like a, a small car right so I got it I was like okay cool we'll wait for it to cool down so everyone starts piling in and um, my cousin and I are the last two to go in. And I get in there and it is hot, okay? It's not just warm. It's, I shouldn't say it was hot. It was warm, but not, <laughs> not really the kind of temperature that I can handle for very long in a small space with a lot of people. And it wasn't like, an SUV limo. It was like a limo limo. So you got in and crouched down and the ceiling is right here. <laughs> like the roof is right here. And also, um, oh my God, I felt like my nipple was out. <laughs> and we we're kind of crouched down in there. I started to get like claustrophobic feelings from hell. I was like, oh God, we have to be in here for an hour. We're stuck in here. We're jammed in shoulder to shoulder and we have an hour 
and it's only gonna heat up in here because there's lots of people. And so I started to have a little bit of a moment and I'm not super claustrophobic. Like I can go into a crowded elevator and not be like, oh my God, get let me out. Of course, if it got stuck or something, then that's hell on earth. But anyway, I just was like, ah, oh, okay. I'm just gonna go out. Like, I'll just meet you guys there. I just can't, I just can't do it. Like I just said, I'm sorry, I just can't. And I feel like there were a couple other people, excuse me, that were on sort of the same page, but they were gonna like troop it out and just go for it. So the, off the limo went and then I just wound up meeting them later at dinner. But I just couldn't do it. And I'm like not normally like that. Like I am having a good time. I had had a couple drinks, but still I had like the wherewithal of just being like, I'm gonna be in here for an hour. She'll, like it's gonna get hot and I'm not gonna be able to get out. I can't just get onto the street. Like I can't, you know what I mean? You can't crank a window to cool it down. Cause if you crank the windows, all the air conditioning goes out and it becomes 47 degrees in there. And God forbid something happened. You know what I mean? Like, how are we even gonna get out of this thing? So I just was having all these thoughts, total buzzkill. And that's why I got out. Cause I was like, I just know that we're gonna get three blocks and I'm just gonna be like, can I just get out? <laughs> Just gonna get out of here. Um, but it was all fine and it was it worked out better. There's a bit more room in there for everyone else. And so pff, that was that, but they had a blast. It was super fun. And then we went to this place called Cala for dinner. Um, C-A-L-A, highly recommend. So trendy. One thing I have to say, I have never seen so many beautiful girls in my life in one spot. Okay, if you were to go to like a model casting for Victoria's Secret, that is what it looked like on the inside of that restaurant. <laughs> and in the setting, everybody's smiling, happy. The guys are good looking, the girls are like dropped at gorgeous. And I'm just thinking like, I feel like this is a setup. <laughs> is this a movie set? You know, like if you were to be watching a scene in some, you know, college movie and they're out for some fancy dinner, this is the cast. Like, it was just crazy. Even our server was, like, it was a guy with a ponytail. And, like, all the girls were like, oh, my God. And then there was a guy that across, like, across the way that had this gorgeous date and looked like, like, he could play Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Like, he was, <laughs> I mean, that's maybe not attractive to everyone, but I like the... I like the beef a little bit, but his just his face. And not, I'm not attracted to that necessarily, but it just hit the perfection. It's like, wow. It's like when you see a really glossy, ripped dude on the beach. I'm not really into that. That's not what I, you know, fantasize about. But I can appreciate the effort and the beauty. It's like, wow. So this is what was happening around me at all times. I wound up ordering like three dishes, um... Why? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'll have this and that and that. And I think I like I ordered some melted feta something, which is so delicious. And then some lamb and some fish. I didn't even know what the fish was. I just ate it <laughs> way too much. And um, we were just having a really, really, really great time. And then that night we went to karaoke. They rented a full karaoke room. And it was so much fun, but it was so funny because the way you request songs or put songs that you want to sing was on an iPad with a program that was a little bit weird to use. Like some buttons would be in the way of others. So you'd push something twice and screw it up and erase everybody else's <laughs> requests because I put in a few requests and they just never popped up. I just was like joining in on other people and and just having a grand old time. I did get to sing a couple, a couple classics, but... Um, karaoke was so fun. And so I also have a bad habit. So if I go out drinking, uh, like to a club or just, you know, we're going to be partying, not, not a restaurant, but I like to just sip tequila. So I know I'm weird. Sipping tequila is not like a really something people do. But the reason why I sip it is because I order the most expensive tequila. Now, this is Arizona, okay? Like, this is Scottsdale. And I, we flew into Phoenix. Sorry, I forgot to mention, flew into Phoenix. We were in Scottsdale. Like, they have bougie, expensive shit there. <laughs> so I, I just stupidly, I was like, I'll just get a shot of tequila. Um, just bring me the most expensive tequila. And, of course, the waitress was like, okay. <laughs> she didn't, like, clarify or anything. Um, and But I have 
spent over $100 on one shot before. So I know how expensive it can get. So anyway, I thought, okay, well, whatever. It wasn't so bad. It was $35 a shot. But I was that's what I was drinking. I was sipping, you know, like taking my time. Um, so I wound up having three of these tequila shots. <laughs> and at the end of the night, they just kind of covered the bill. And then we moved on. And then I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I have to pay my own bill. I, I have like a ton of money worth of shots here of like 110 bucks or 115 or something in just tequila shots. I'm like, I have to pay the bill. Um, so luckily we're sorting that all out now because I felt really bad. I was like, you guys cannot pay this bill. Like I'm such an asshole for doing this. Um, anyway, but it was so much fun. And then we wound up taking a, like a golf cart taxi back to our hotel, which was so fun too. I don't know why. It's just like hot at nighttime. We're in this taxi golf cart ripping back it just made it so much more fun i'm kind of afraid to sip more of this because i'm gonna get just lit here um okay so let me tell you a little bit about the hotel it's called the hotel valley ho i don't know a lot of history about this hotel but i do know it's been around for a long time and they have added rooms since and updated it and but they've kept the mid-century mid-century modern six 50s 60s 70s kind of like all mixed together it just feels good in there and uh, we actually got upgraded to uh, a room in the tower. Originally, I had booked us uh, a pretty big room with two bathrooms and a massive balcony. So like a big balcony with loungers and like a dining table and all this stuff. Because I thought if the party wants to come to us, so rather than us go to the Airbnb, if somebody wants to come to our hotel, because we have a sweet pool and stuff, then there'll be room. So <laughs> anyway, when we got there, because we checked in one day later, which also the Hotel Valley Ho was very kind about like eliminating that first day, because if you cancel more than 24 hours before you get there or less than 24 hours, then you get charged for that day. So they were really kind because our flight was canceled. There was absolutely nothing we could have done. So they were really nice about that. But because we were a day late, they apparently gave our room to somebody else and then upgraded us to the tower. It was a more expensive room, but it definitely like was not the same size, but we did have a full kitchen and a really massive bathroom, full walk-in closet, good sized balcony, all that fun stuff. But I was like, I was just curious to have a look at our other room. Like I would have liked to peek at it and be like, but then I would hate to be disappointed too. Because I don't think it was possible for us to get that room. I think there was like only two in the whole hotel. But anyway, what am I talking about? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, um, the Hotel Valley Hope Pool is nothing crazy. Like, it's not huge. But the way that it's set up with all of the umbrellas, loungers, there's day beds, there's cabanas, there's a full bar um, and full service. So it's just very resort-like. So even though we're nowhere near the ocean, it still feels tropical. There's palm trees, cacti, like you feel like you're on vacation. Good music. There was a DJ two days that we were there. So it's also open to the public for those who want to rent a day bed or a cabana. So excuse me, not everybody there necessarily is staying at that hotel. You can also rent rooms. So highly recommend if you're in Scottsdale, Hotel Valley Ho, reasonable prices, especially for what you get. And then also you get the pool and all of the amenities. And it's really great. There's actually two pools. One is more quiet where there's no DJ, but you want to be where the party's at. And that's where my sis and I hung out. We also got massages. It was wonderful. It was such a great trip. On the way home, we had a little scare again about our flight being canceled. It got moved to WestJet again. And then, um, but there was less confusion. We made it on the flight, except on the way home, the highway was closed. <laughs> so I had to drive around, like add another two hours to my ride home, but I got home safe and sound and it was a wonderful trip and we created memories for a lifetime and it was so much fun and yay it was great another great thing is to come home to warm weather from a warm vacation so whenever i travel to like a hot destination typically i'm it's in the it's in the winter time so i'm coming home to like minus 15 cold weather miserable um but it was so nice to come home from vacation and then come home to like 25 degree weather so that was a bonus. And yeah, just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> so I have to bring this up too, because this is maybe some of you are interested, <laughs> but I am being sponsored by a company called, actually, no, I don't want to mention them right now. I'll just wait. But they specialize in light up bikinis. I'm talking like a little battery pack and your bikini lights up. I have never owned a light up bikini 
in my life. I didn't even know that they existed. These things arrived the other day in the mail and they are full on fiber optic swimsuits. Okay, this is, it's, it's blowing my mind. So of course, typically you're gonna be wearing your swimsuit in the daytime, not necessarily the evening, but they're fully waterproof. So if you're going to a hot tub party or you're gonna be in a pool in the evening time where you can really showcase these swimsuits. Oh my God. And they're actually cute. Like they, I, I don't know what I expected. I was like, okay, my agent got hold of me and she's like, this company, would you be interested? I was like, sure. Like just send them along. Let's give them a shot. Um, and of course I'm like, I'm going to be totally honest about the fit and everything, but I, pulling them out of the bag, I'm like, these are actually super cute. So that sponsorship is happening um, within the next two weeks. So make sure you subscribe to my channel so you don't miss my light up bikinis. Um, and oh man, I just wear, and, and also I'm thinking it'd be fun for like a rave or clubbing or something if you want to wear like a, a bikini top with your jeans or something like that. Um, because why not? You know, I've seen uh, now twice on the red carpet, whether it be for like the Met Gala or the Oscars, where dresses actually have like luminescence, where they actually light up. And the one I'm thinking of specifically was at the Met Gala, maybe last year or the year before, where this girl was wearing this gorgeous like Cinderella dress. And I believe that she was being Cinderella or something like that. <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure the light's all the way up here. Yes, and uh, she like, pushed or something happened where her dress kind of released into this like gorgeous, I don't know, dress. <laughs> and then it started to light up from the bottom up. And I thought, what an idea, you know, it almost looks magical, like a superpower, you know? And I thought, how fun would it be to, you know, add lights to certain superhero costumes? Like if they were to show up at uh, a movie premiere or something to make them just look more superhero-y ish. <laughs> So I don't know, it's just lights, accessories, things like that get me. And like, that's why I used to have my little pedestal to light up my concoctails because it just adds something extra and is memorable and kind of like, I don't know, it just seems lovely to me. Another thing, and maybe you didn't know that you can do this yourself, but I ordered online a boba kit. So if you do not know what boba is, I, to be honest, I'm not sure which country it originated. Let's find out because I don't want to misrepresent boba in any way because I love it so much. Uh, Taiwan. So made with tea, milk flavorings, and tapioca pearls, boba tea originated during the 1980s in Taiwan. Uh, boba tea is also referred to as bubble tea tapioca tea, and pearl tea. One story behind the origin of boba tea is that a Taiwanese tea vendor who was experimenting with flavors began adding sweet syrups to tea. So basically, if you want to order boba or bubble tea uh, in Canada, uh, I think, I can't remember the name of the place, but there's a very specific one in the malls here. And uh, all flavors of bubble tea. And the milk teas are the ones that I like the best. Those are the, the creamy teas. So they have a regular like milk tea, black milk tea, strawberry milk tea, banana milk tea. Uh, and inside are these black or clear tapioca pearls, but they're so squishy and chewy that you need a, you need a special straw, like a boba straw, which is an extra thick, wide straw. <laughs> I don't know how it's to, the diameter is a lot bigger. So you can actually suck up the tapioca pearls and kind of chew them. So I ordered a kit because every time I wind up going to the mall or someplace where there is boba and I want boba, either I'm on keto, <laughs> uh, which means I can't have sugar or like carbs. So boba is out of the question because tapioca starch is carbs. And then of course there's sugar. Um, you can also order it without sugar too, but still. And then, uh, or I just don't have the time or I'm on the opposite side of the mall or something. So I was like, enough of this madness. I'm just gonna make my own boba tea. So there are kits you can buy from a company called Teespring, not Teesprig. Um, I'm not gonna remember the name. Anyway, so you can go on Amazon and buy uh, boba tea kits. So where you get the boba pearls, um, they come dried 
And then you also have, sorry, there's one fly that keeps just bugging me, literally. The dry pearls and then different milk tea flavors that you mix with milk. Uh, it's a bit of a process, so, and it's super easy though. Boil the pearls for about uh, half an hour. You let it sit in the water for an extra five minutes with no heat on. Then you drain the pearls, rinse them with cold water, and then stir brown sugar, like three tablespoons of brown sugar into the boba and let that sit for another five minutes. And then you can make your drink. And so you can put the tapioca pearls in any type of tea mixture you want. Um, but I had this um, lavender milk tea mixture and just completely like went all out, made it on the stove, cooled it over ice. And oh my God. So anyway, I made it for uh, a group of people last night and it is so good, but I made it way too sweet. So it called for, uh, for five servings, it called for 10 tablespoons of sugar, which is two tablespoons of sugar per serving. Didn't sound crazy to me initially until I was like, the, I'm the only household in Canada without sugar at the moment. I do usually have it, but I was out. So I used honey instead, which is more dense. And I realized that like 10 tablespoons of honey is not equivalent to 10 tablespoons of sugar. <laughs> it's more. So uh, anyway, it was really, really sweet. But the boat, like the pearls, the tapioca pearls turned out great. And it was really like, gave that essence of bubble tea to me or boba tea and uh, the absolute freaking best. And then I thought really to put like, a, there's, it's endless the flavors you can buy, but if you can come up with your own flavors, I said, uh, I was like, what if we created like a cotton candy flavored bubble tea? And uh, my friends were like, yeah, that would be amazing. So you just would, pretty much melt down cotton candy and add milk. And I don't know, I think it just would be interesting. Maybe a disaster, but maybe not. You just don't know. That's how things are invented. It's like how the pretzel was invented. It was an accident. It was a baker that was making pretzels, but he left them in the oven for too long or something. They dried out and then he ate them hard and was like, this is good. And then that's how pretzels were invented. I think by a German baker, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so actually I do have some really sick jokes that I'm gonna to read to you. I've said at least all of them over my 61 episodes. Did I say this is episode 61? Did I forget? Anyway, episode 61. Okay, I'm just gonna read them out and you can just decide whether they're funny or not for you. What goes in hard and dry, but comes out soft and wet? Gum, <laughs> you sicko. What does the receptionist at a sperm bank say as clients leave? Thanks for coming. What do you call a man who cries while he pleasures himself? <laughs> a tearjerker. <laughs> what do you get if you cross an owl and a rooster? A cock that stays up all night. <laughs> it's not even funny, it's just so dumb. Uh, what did the hurricane say to the coconut tree? Hold on to your nuts, this ain't no ordinary blowjob. <laughs> what do you get when you mix LSD and birth control? A trip without kids. What did the guy say when he got caught masturbating to an optical illusion? It's not what it looks like. <laughs> These are dirty pickup lines, but they're so bad. Okay, I'm just gonna let you decide for yourself. Do you like sales? Because clothing is 100% off at my place. Uh, you're cute has you in it, but Quickie has you and I together. Good one. <laughs> do you do carpeting? Because I'm looking for a deep shag. <clears throat> is your name winter? Because you'll be coming soon. Oh, good one. You're so hot, my zipper is falling for you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna read, this is so dumb. They say that kissing is the language of love, so would you mind starting a conversation with me? Wow, good one. Yeah, I'd be like, um, get the fuck out of here, you idiot. <laughs> actually, you know what? It would actually take a lot for me to say that to somebody in real life. I love my bed, but I'd rather be in yours. Who, what, when, wherever. Your body is 70% water and I'm thirsty. I'd be like, actually it's 92% water, you idiot. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> okay, this is the last one because these are really bad. Why do walruses love a Tupperware party? They're always on the lookout for a tight seal. <laughs> but um, <-tsh. laughs> My girlfriend tried to, <laughs> my girlfriend tried to make me have sex in the hood of her Honda Civic but I refused. If I'm gonna have sex, it's gonna be on my own accord. <laughs> Having sex in an elevator is so wrong. 
on so many levels. Why do women wear panties with flowers on them? In loving memory of all the faces that have been buried there. <laughs> That's good. Okay, this is the last one. I've read this one before, but it is funny. They say that during sex, you burn off as many calories as running eight miles. Who the hell runs eight miles in 30 seconds? <laughs> okay, that was Kitty Twisters without realizing that it was going to be Kitty Twisters. So, yes, that's that. <laughs> okay, let me taste this now. There's been uh, soaking chugs of... Watermelon. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Uh, I've done that with family members where I can't remember their name. <laughs> I'm like, you. But like ones that, not distant relatives, I'm talking ones that I grew up with, but it's just like you just happen to have some sort of blockage. You know what I'm gonna do? Just pour some more of the champagne. It really doesn't, this does not do anything. <laughs> not sealing anything. Um, I'm just hitting the pool after this and I'm not driving, so. I'm just gonna give her. It's summertime, okay? It is the afternoon, but it's summertime, so that excuses all bad behavior, right? <laughs> it's summer. I can't wear a swimsuit. It's too hot. <laughs> Have you guys ever streaked? If you don't know what streaking is, um, it's when you rip all your clothes off and go running across some sort of sports field, as far as I'm concerned. Or streaking, it doesn't have to be sports even. I think you can streak at like graduation <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Um, I've never personally seen anybody streak. I've seen somebody ride through town buck naked on their bicycle. It, is that streaking or is that just public nudity? <laughs> so I wonder if the charge, like if you get caught streaking, like running across a football field naked and you get caught, do they just kick you off? Like, are they just like, get the frick out of here. Like, get out of here, you heathen. Or... Do they call the police and are you do get arrested for like public indecency or something? Let me know what happens in real life because I feel like streaking has been a thing for a long time, especially in um, sports. And I think that it's almost like there is a chance every game besides hockey. Okay, hockey. If you're going to streak at a hockey rink, you better be willing to fall 12 feet and hit the ice and then start running and then be able to climb up over the edge. <laughs> It's not going to happen. Um, hockey, I've never seen streaking at hockey, but I think that probably people have tried. Um, more so like football, soccer, or both, whichever part of the world you're from. Um, but what happens to the people after they get caught and taken away? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like it depends on what part of the world you're... Wait, whoa. What the frick? Give me one second here. Where did that go? Where are you? Oh, thank freaking... Okay, this is the first time that I've ever closed a window and then not seen my audio recording <laughs> happening. <laughs> I was like, did I stop it? Not the end of the world because it has happened before where I've had an issue with my microphone where it got unplugged like mid-podcast and then like having to use my actual audio from just the camera. So there is backup, but still it's a little frightening because you want good audio quality. Otherwise people are going to click off like right away. Maybe all this banging doesn't help either, but I still, in my new studio setup, you guys. So anyway, I'm building a new studio above my brand new garage and uh, it's going to be lit and wonderful. I think I've said that three times. That's the third time I've said this is like, I've said lit on this podcast. It's just a thing. It's a phase that I'm going through. Um, but we're, <laughs> it's interesting because material costs. So when I built this house, it was like we scored some deals. We know some people on the inside. There were deals going on. Uh, save 25% if you spend more than this. Different like people that were, were buying plywood from and whatever. So building house, of course, is expensive. But we did it very within budget, which is rare when you're building house. So our garage that we're building right now is coming in over budget because... Um, of material costs, gas prices, um, sh everywhere is short staff. So everything is taking an extra two or three weeks. Um, so that's going on, but it's still moving. 
just not as quickly as I'd like to be it to be moving so um studio is definitely underway um but when i can't say it could be six months it could be 18 months i don't know so i'm <laughs> i'm just not i'm not getting excited about any specific dates just to avoid disappointment because i've done that before and it's like okay and then you tell people it's gonna be ready but don't do that no it could be done in 10 years i don't know that's all i'm saying um but all i know is that i want to get the hell of here the studio I actually it's done me really well this will become a spare bedroom in my house um or slash office space but I feel like the shift out of my actual house where there's a fridge and food and distractions and like laundry and things like that uh will be so nice to kind of go out of my house have a totally separate space and um yeah just my actual office, not inside my house. It does make a bit of a difference. It's convenient, but then you're always working. It's just too easy to come up and like start working when you just should really be relaxing. So um, that's that. But well, you guys, episode 61, I keep foreseeing like episode 150, 250. Like where will my podcast be at at these points? I don't know. I'm just still rolling with it. I do have a lot of like a lot of aesthetic fantasies for my new podcast setup. Another chair, <laughs> another microphone. Um, apparently I was talking to somebody recently about uh, the technical setup of things. So I have one microphone that's connected to my laptop and recording into my laptop. But I also have another port that I can use as well to plug in a second microphone but I heard that you can't have two going into one laptop at once or something and so somebody else was like no no you can do that just get another like USB plug-in same microphone um both will record in the laptop so apparently I can do it but if you guys have any advice or know anything about this sort of thing I almost want to just like call someone and hire them to come here and just set it up for me so I can just walk in and it's done <laughs> where I don't need to worry about like, oh my God, like how to save, like what do I save this audio recording in like MP3 or MP4? Like, I don't know, all that kind of shit. I don't know. I just wing it and like Google it or University of YouTube. That's how I know everything that I've ever known up until grade 12. <laughs> YouTube. Um, so yes, that concludes this episode. I skipped a couple segments, uh, because I was rambling on about my trip to Arizona. Uh, next episode, there will be cat facts, kitty twisters, and groovy music, um, uh, all that good stuff. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in, and, uh, I hope you're having an amazing weekend, but yes, enjoy the sun, enjoy your day. Um, subscribe. Also like this video if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, but it would just really help me out and I would really appreciate it. And leave comments down below if you have any comments, questions, uh, suggestions. You can email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to comment, suggest, leave me a joke to read. Um, that would be awesome. All right. Thank you guys all so much. I know I said that five times, but I will see you all in my next video. Bye.